Hello, and welcome to You Just Got Homeschooled. This is RJ, and today I want to talk about um, whether or not a Christian should always use Christian curriculum. Now, kind of to preface this story, um, I grew up in public school. I went to public school K through 12th grade. Um, I had like three months when we were living in a different part of the country where I was homeschooled, um, and it was... You know, I remember watching TV and doing the same math book I had done in school and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, I was, I, I grew up in traditional public school. And so have all my siblings. And then when I became a teacher, I actually worked at a private school, a private Christian school for two years. And then I worked at a public school for a year. Then I went and worked at a private Christian school again for another year. And now that I'm a homeschooler and I have kind of the freedom to choose, I was kind of introduced to the concept of Christian curriculum outside of a regular school setting and just what all is out there. And I bring this up and I want to talk about it for a couple different reasons. Um, The first one is just that there is a mindset that says that you should be doing, you know, everything that a public school does, but doing it at home so you can control the environment better. So you should be using secular curriculum. Then there's another school of thought that's kind of a, um, the reason I have my kids at home, the reason I'm choosing to homeschool them is because I want to, to um, teach them what I think is most important for them to learn, which if you're a Christian is oftentimes your Christian belief system, which then lends itself to having Christian curriculum. Um, and what kind of sparked this thought was I was actually, I, I teach at a, a co-op here. So there's a, a it's, it's called a Christian co-op, or we call it a Christian co-op. In this case, it's um, mostly moms. In fact, I think there's me and one other dad that teach there out of, I want to say, close to 45 families, at least regularly teach there. And um, and so it's a Christian co-op, and so you have to have, there's a statement of faith, and you have to agree to that in order to be part of our co-op. And there's all types of... Um, different brands of Christianity, I should say, inside of our co-op. And that's actually really good, I think. Um, But it does lend itself to seeing kind of a smattering of different types of people. And so you have those types of people that only use Christian curriculum. And you have the other types of people that pretty much don't use Christian curriculum. And I actually ran into this problem last year where I was teaching a world history class. And instead of using a preset curriculum, especially a preset Christian curriculum, I chose to use a course that was based off of the uh, YouTube videos from Crash Course. Um, It's a YouTube channel if you're unaware of that and kind of based the course off of that. And I had a lot of pushback initially from one family in particular that was like, why why aren't you using a Christian curriculum? And I explained to them simply because um, one, I want it to be accessible to everyone. I don't want it to be expensive. And so I don't want you to have to buy anything. Um, and then secondarily, uh, I, I think, especially at the high school level, cause I'm teaching it at a high school level, that it's important for kids to be, start to be exposed to things. They, that their, their worldview or their parents' worldview does not necessarily, um, agree with. And I'm going to get into that in a minute. So, um, let me backtrack a little bit further and let, and, and help you understand where I'm coming from this. When I was in high school, um, I went to a public high school, like I mentioned before, and it was the one place in my life that I had to choose to represent my faith. Meaning that I could easily choose to be a completely different person 
at school than I was at home or at church. And I didn't have to play that. Like I, I could play by the rules of the school rather than the rules of my parents or the rules of the church. And, and so going into becoming a teacher, that was kind of my mindset that actually um, Christian schools, because I had friends who went to Christian schools, um, were actually repressive and not necessarily repressive in like a you can't do anything sort of way, but they, they lended themselves to teaching right behavior rather than right relationship because there was no opportunity for um, kids to live otherwise or little opportunity. And then I went to a Christian college, which was my first time ever being at a Christian institution of any sort. And what I saw there was a bunch of people my age who decided that because probably for the first time in their life, they had the freedom of not having their parents there, um, they would do things that they might not otherwise have done. So the, I would say the number of tattoos and piercings in the first semester of freshman year exceeded all the tattoos and piercings from the second semester on. And I, I attributed that, at least at the time, to the fact that for the first time, I'm not around my parents. And a, and a lot of the, the kids who had either grown up in, who had grown up in uh, Christian schools were the ones that seemed to struggle the most because they had always had boundaries that were held on a you know, minute by minute or daily basis that they no longer had because there wasn't someone watching them the same way that their parents had. And, and so then all this informs, and then I, I went and worked at a Christian school and it was interesting there because now I'm part of the system that I wasn't sure I agreed with. Um, even though I was, you know, I, I, I am a Christian and I've been a Christian basically my entire life and think that it's an incredibly important, important part of my life and any Christian's life. And if it's not, it should be. Um, but I had these kids coming through my class, a mandated Bible class. I was a Bible teacher. And so um, a mandated Bible class. And they, they came in all sorts. Those who are believers, those that are um, believers because their parents are, and those that aren't believers and don't really pretend to care that they are. Um, they just follow the rules so they don't get in trouble. And it was weird for me being in that position because I'm teaching Bible in a mandated class, and yet the kids I had most frequently hanging out in my classrooms were not the Christian kids. Uh, I mean, I did have the Christian kids, but I would say probably, I probably had three out of the four kids that would spend extra time in my class like after school and stuff like that, we're not the Christian kids. And I was like, why are you here? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm your Bible teacher. Why are you here? And what I learned was that um, they keyed into a lot of the hypocrisy that they were seeing. You had the Christian kids and the Christian teachers and all this kind of stuff that, and by and large, they're great people. It just, there's this, they, they sense the difference between I'm doing this because Christ is living in me and I'm doing this because um, that's what the rules say, so to speak. And so um, now on the other side of this and looking at, I was reading a textbook for the class I'm going to teach, going back to the co-op stuff. Um, and I was reading the textbook, which is a Christian curriculum. And it starts off pretty heavy on with, um, it's a history textbook about the purpose of this is, you know, basically to, to, bring Christ and integrate the Bible and history and, and all that kind of stuff. And I agree with that. But it made me, it sparked this thought, like, is Christian curriculum always the best curriculum? And I want to say yes and no. In the sense that, yes, because it does put first things first. It does create the right 
foundation, the right background to better understand all of human history and understand the motivations behind it, um, understand sin, understand its impact on the world, those kind of things. And no, because I am fearful, I am concerned um, for the individual kids who have only been fed a steady diet of Christian curriculum, because at some point they're going to grow up and they're going to leave their parents' home. And if they go to a secular college, they're going to get bombarded by non-Christian belief systems and people that are really good at the carrot and the stick approach, the carrot of, don't you want to be like us? We're the cool kids. And the stick of, how can you be so stupid to believe that? And if they've only been exposed to Christian curriculum, there's a tendency, not always, depending on the family, depending on the teaching style, all that kind of stuff, there's a tendency to, to be made to feel like you're stupid because you don't know the other side of the argument, because you haven't read or haven't been exposed to um, what other people think and what other people say, Instead, you, or you've only been exposed to one side of it. And so the other side has been demonized. And then when you get to know them, not realizing that this is going to be an issue, you know, they're your roommate in college or, you know, you have a job and you can't afford your, your own apartment. You know, you have that kind of relationship and all of a sudden they're not a bad person, yet they completely disagree with you on certain things. And that makes you then question because you haven't been inoculated, for lack of a better word. You haven't been exposed to um, the other side, right? And so... That's my concern with Christian curriculum, whether it's science, history, math, although math I find a little interesting. I don't know how Christian curriculum can be math or math can be Christian curriculum, um, assuming it's only teaching math, you know, but it doesn't really matter where it comes from. It's that are you exposing your kids to the other side and not in a demonizing way? Because I think that's really the key. Um, you, can, you can make your kids, your students hate someone or hate another ideology, um, and it will probably only come back to haunt you. I mean, think about this from military, from a military standpoint. If I'm a country and what I do is I dehumanize the enemy in order to make it easier to kill them, I do make it easier to kill them, but it also makes it harder to keep real limits on what that looks like. If I just teach my soldiers that everyone on the other side is other and everyone on the other side is a horrible human being and everyone on the other side um, should be treated like scum, then it's going to be really hard to keep discipline when you have prisoners of war, other things like that. And because you've dehumanized them and they're no longer human. The same thing happens um, ideologically where if you only teach from a Christian perspective and and you don't expose them to non-Christian perspectives in a way that is fair to the people on the other side, that doesn't mean you have to agree. I'm not going to say you need to agree with him. I'm not going to say you have to buy everything that they're selling. What I am saying is that I think that it's best to introduce those concepts and explain um, what is wrong, how that ideology is false, what lies it's based upon, what truths is it believing that aren't true. Um, and then you can move on from there. And so you're giving credit and allowing the people to be human beings that are valuable and, and worthwhile and yet denying the belief system that they hold. And so um, I, I personally think that that's the key because I have seen too many of my friends from high school who went to Christian schools 
basically cease to have a faith. In fact, some of them flat out cease to have a faith. Um, because there was this Christianity or, or their faith became a set of rules that had to be followed. And then when they couldn't measure up to those rules and or they, ha- they met people who didn't follow those rules and that they seemed to like them or you know, had a lot in common with them, um, it was easier to abandon their faith and live in that dichotomy of, well, I was told that everyone who believes this is evil or you know, whatever, and, but they seem to be okay. Like we can, you know, we have fun when we go and have dinner together or whatever it is. And so um, Christian curriculum is valuable. I think it's important to, for your students to have that, that the opportunity to see everything through a biblical worldview, through a biblical lens. I think that's incredibly important. And in fact, I think that's what's failing in our culture overall, especially in, in Christian culture. Um, there are people that claim to be Christians, and yet their worldview is not Christian. Their worldview is secular. In fact, I was just or I, my wife was showing me um, something on Instagram where it was a, a picture of a church service, like a regular Sunday church service. But if it had not been labeled, I would not have known because it looked more like a circus. There was someone in a tutu, there was someone on a stage, you know, doing like a, a pose with the microphone, you know, his arm at 90 degrees and the microphone hanging over his head as he's singing into the thing. And I'm just like, what, what is that? That looks more like the Colosseum than it does like the Mount of, um, Mount of Olives. And that's not to say there's not a place for that, but this is a regular Sunday morning, right? This is a regular worship service, not a... Um, show of some sort, not a Christian concert, nothing like that. And so, um, so I think it's important to have that worldview to, to integrate. And I, when I mean integrate, let I me mean like deep down as dirty as it gets, integrate your faith with life and everyday decisions, whether it be moral decisions about um, where you buy products or what you eat, or whether it's, you know, kind of more ethereal decisions about, um, how far you're willing to believe um, something like evolution can develop something. And I have my own opinions and my own thoughts about those, but I think that it's, it is foolish to train your child up in the way he should go and, let, and never let them leave your house so to speak, right? If I'm supposed to be training a child, I would follow Proverbs, right? If I'm supposed to be training a child up in the way he should go, right? If we take that from a, a more physical perspective of like the way he should walk, but you never let him leave the house, when he goes outside for the first time, it's going to destroy him because he doesn't know what it's like. He has no experience with it. Instead of teaching him the skills, teaching him, her, them, the skills they need in order to walk well, the principles they need in order to understand the world around them and to navigate a world that is full of all sorts of problems. If we just teach them what it looks like to walk in this one place, it's not going to work well in the long run. And I know this because I have a brother who's in that position right now. You know, he, he feels slighted and so he isn't walking the way that he should. You know, and I have had many students, I still have students that I have good relationships with and, and contact with who I love and yet they, they either never have walked 
or don't have any intention of walking. And yet, um, the fact that I still has, as their Bible teacher, former Bible teacher, still have that kind of relationship is something that I think is, is good because I'm able to speak into their life at moments and they always know that I'm here, right? Even if we don't talk for months or even years, I'm always here to, to talk to them, to encourage them. And so I think it's important for you, for us, to use Christian curriculum when it's appropriate, but also to expose them to things outside and not in a hateful way that everything outside is dangerous and bad, or horrible or evil, but in the standpoint of we're going to be honest, intellectually honest across the board. And so there's going to be places where science will say something and you're like, I agree with that. And other places you're like, no, I don't agree with that because it's coming from the wrong place, the wrong ideology, the wrong belief system, something like that. So I want to wrap it up there. Um, I could probably go on for days on this and all the little caveats of what about this? What about that? Whether it's history or science, art, concepts of beauty, you know, all that kind of stuff. I can go on and on and on because I love this stuff. And I think this is where the rubber meets the road, um, both as a, as a parent, as a teacher, um, as a Christian, I, I want to see those things integrate well. And I think that the failure of the Christian culture or the, why, the reason why Christianity is shrinking around the United States in every single county is because there's a failure to integrate um, the stated doctrinal beliefs of faith and the actual practicality of what they look like on a day-to-day basis. And just a buying into the cultural norms of what, what is right and what is good. And, you know, obviously it's good to have a bigger house or a nicer car concept rather than, well, what is, is that really what God wants? Um, uh, and that's not to say that that's not what he wants. <laughs> but um, just like even the wrestling, we don't wrestle oftentimes in our society. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, please like, subscribe, hit the buttons and the stars, follow us on Instagram, homeschooled podcast, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>